Welcome to the 61st ACC Now podcast. I'm sports columnist Luke DeCock, and this is the third in our series of conversations from ACC Basketball Media Days in Charlotte earlier this month. Uh, Closing out the state today, we've had uh, John Shire, we've had Hubert Davis. Today, it's uh, NC State's Kevin Keats and Wake Forest's Steve Forbes. Both very entertaining conversations. Kevin talking about how he rebuilt his team uh, over the offseason, much in the way that Steve Forbes had done the year earlier. And Steve talking about, among other things, uh, Mule Riders baseball from his alma mater, which was playing in the Division II uh, College World Series in Cary last summer. So uh, exciting podcast uh, to close out our tour of the state. And I also want to uh, let all of our listeners in the Triangle know that NNO subscribers are invited to join the NNO sports staff on Wednesday, November 9th at Tobacco Road Sports Cafe in Durham, uh, 6.30 p.m. happy hour. You can ask us questions. Uh, We might even have some answers, and you can get details uh, for that on the NNO website. Uh, Free tickets on Eventbrite for NNO subscribers. It is limited, so if you're interested in going, uh, get your tickets now. But we're excited to do that, Uh, have a couple drinks, uh, talk a little hoops, uh, that's two days after everybody starts their schedule, so we'll have some early returns to discuss. For now, it's still preview season, so here are Kevin Keats and then Steve Forbes. I'm joined now by Kevin Keats, NC State's basketball coach, Cox, Steve Wiseman, both here. We're all going to ask questions because Kevin's got a lot to say. I got a lot to say, man, and I'm on ACC Nano right now, so this is important. I think this is my last podcast of radio of the day. And it's you guys, so I'm excited. Let's go. So you ready to empty the bucket for Well, I always empty the bucket for you guys, but here we go. Uh, we just talked to Trip Wavian, and, and obviously his role is, is, is going to shrink in some ways and expand in some ways. You're not going to have to ask him to do as much as he did last year, but you're going to ask him to be better at what he does do. What, what, how does that balance work out with him? As a coach, how do you communicate that? Yeah, you know, it's it's part of maturing. Um, when you look at last year's team and the makeup of it, really not having a true post, a lot of the work and a lot of the shots had to come from Tequavion and Durian. Well, we don't need him to take some of those shots. And like a lot of times he got labeled as a guy who may take some bad shots. Um, those were shots that he had to take. Those were shots that we asked him to take. His role will change is because we've taken positive feedback from the NBA. You know, they want to see him be a playmaker at times, so you're going to see him at the point sometime during our season, uh, but also a facilitator. But we still want him to take a lot of shots. We want him to shoot. He's a good player. He's gotten a lot better. He's matured in a lot of ways. Uh, one of the biggest steps that I'm looking for for him is to mature in the locker room and be a bigger voice. A lot of times as a freshman, you don't see yourself in that situation. You know? How do you how do you balance that? Like I, I ask players the same thing. How do you balance wanting them to shine in order to get to the next level, but still trying to do what this team needs? Well, I think CL the biggest thing is helping them become more complete. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm never going to take away from his ability to score. We know that. That's what we want him to do. But he also has to do other things to impact the game. What I mean by that is make plays, create for himself, and create for others. I would love for him to rebound the ball a little bit more uh, and be more of a verbal leader. And I, I you know, we, I think we can accomplish all of that without sacrificing the score. How has him going through that process impacted him as a player? Is he different? Is better? I, I think his mind is better. He's, you know, his mindset's different. 
Um, he's a little bit focused. You know, if it was up to him, he would he wish college basketball would start tomorrow. He wants to play. And, you know, I, that was one of the important things. Uh, he and I have a tremendous relationship. You know, I've been recruiting him since he was 15. He committed when he was 15. And I just think, you know, he's just a loyal guy. He loves NC State. Um, but he's gotten better in a lot of areas. He's taken a lot of positive and negative feedback and kind of, you know, hey, embraced it. Uh, he said that he was in, he'd been impressed. I think most of the players have said this during kind of what he's been able to do coming in. How has, in the practices you've had, his ability to mesh with his team and create compared to what you thought he You know, Luke, uh, what's special about Jarkel? is Jarkel allows Tequavion Smith to be Tequavion Smith with no issues. Um, and now he's got an older guy in the backcourt. Sebron was a freshman, sophomore. Um, Tequavion Smith was a freshman. So in this league, you know that when you start freshman sophomores in the backcourt, it's hard to win. We got an older guy who's been through it, played in the SEC, um, tough, uh, really good defender. He's a voice in the locker room. He's our hardest working guy. And so, you know, he's kind of, you know, pulled T on his wings and, and really accepted who he is. He never complains about it, knows how to find everybody. He's become a really good player. Something that we haven't had, we didn't have last year. What's the key, kind of the key to you? You talk about your time at Hargrave and how you, your roster flipped and you had to bring that together. What's, what's been the key with, with this group? bringing in the transfers from the South, from, uh, from Ole Miss, from Winthrop, being able to mesh that into something. You know, my, my biggest deal, CL, uh, when I went out recruiting, is try to figure out how I could get back to my first two or three years. Uh, we had depth. We were playing nine or ten guys. Um, you know, we could you know, score in a variety of ways. We could press. Um, and we just didn't have that, you know, the – Two years ago was Devin Daniels. Then we have Manny, Ernest, and Greg. And so, you know, one of the biggest things is I wanted to go out and get some guys that were more experienced and have great chemistry. Um, also add a different staff who may bring a little bit more energy to the table. Um, but Bahamas helped us. You know, being able to take that foreign trip and the guys to be able to lab together, go through a little adversity, Find out a little bit about each other. Practice ten days. Those things are really helpful. Does anybody Watkins have any He doesn't. We tried. We looked back at it. Um, I was trying to figure out if there was something like COVID back when he played, and we can get a year back. But he doesn't. But man, what a great career he had here. Um, he and I was just talking about the other day, and I, I got the whole story about who recruited him and ended up playing for who. And but Levi was a good player and excited to have a former player. Who can say, hey, this is what we did. This is what it's about. Here's what you should be like as an NC State basketball player. It goes a long way. You talked about the Bahamas trip. Do you feel like, I, I kind of feel like you guys are, are a bit under the radar. Because, you know, I mean, it, it's not like those are, you're, those those games were broadcast and things like that. And, yeah. and I remember when you're assistant at Louisville going there, the competition wasn't as good back then. You yeah. guys actually played some some real players this time. You know, I don't know if under the radar is um, the right word to use, um, but we shouldn't be valued right now. Uh, we've got to earn that, and we got to earn that through our play. 
and, and you know we didn't have a really good year last year. We can say whatever reason, um, you know. Ultimately, I'm the head coach. I have to take responsibility of that, and you know I just buried my head and went out against some guys that hopefully fit the way I want to play. And you know we gotta we gotta earn it on the court. We should we shouldn't be giving anything at this point. Nice bow tie. I like that. Yeah, that's our introduction. That was the voice of Steve Forbes. You may have recognized. He does like C.L. Brown's bow tie. I do. My president of East Tennessee State, Dr. Brian Nolan, he wore a bow tie every day. I called him Dr. Bowtie after I got to know him pretty well. I didn't call him that at first. But. <laughs> well, you might be writer Bowtie. Yeah, writer Bowtie. There Mr. we go. Bowtie, Mr. Bowtie. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, I feel like that's the same questions we were asking you last year at this time. Do you have a sense of what your team is going to be like? I know the turnover is not quite the same, yeah. but when you lose the guys you lost, it's a natural question. Well, we lost a lot. You know, we lost the AC player of the year. We lost the first-round draft choice, which at this time last year, I wouldn't have, no disrespect to Jake, I, I, I didn't see that. You know, I would be first to tell you, and I thought he'd be back. Right. Right? So, you know, recruiting, I had to recruit that position that I didn't really think I would have to. Um, you know, again, like last year at this point, I felt like we had a good team. I, I think I've told you guys that. I thought we were good. How good? I didn't know. But we were older. And, yeah. and you know, this team, we have some really good players, but they're younger. And now hopefully that helps us, you know, moving forward that we don't have a major turnover every year, you know, but who knows in this in this day and age. But um, I like them. Um we're fast. We can score. We got some size. It's, it's a little bit younger size, but I got the two shortest guys here in the um, <laughs> at the media day, Davey Williamson and Ty Appleby. But they both scored over a thousand points yeah. in their career, and so um, I like where we're at right now. We'll see. I got a tougher schedule, and so we'll kind of see where that's at. You know, when we get going. All right. What kind of recruiting bump? I'm curious. Did you see because you took two guys? Yeah. Who basically. No one nationally was talking about and knew right. about. Um, I mean, Williams averaged what, six points to Oklahoma. Six. Got yeah. So to, to basically yeah. develop them into pro talent, right. like, what, what did you see? Obviously? I mean, NIL changed all that. Yeah. It, it did. I wish it could tell you here, Seal, that and it should have. Like, hey, man, I think I should go play there because I can. Listen, they did the work, and they were good players, and we helped them get in position, right? But not what you probably think, just based on um, NIL. You know, um, it, because all recruiting now is recruiting till it becomes a negotiation, and then it's not really about opportunity or education or minutes or style of play. For the majority of them, everybody tells them they have that, so then it comes down to the dollars. And so, um, I wish I could tell you that it did, and I was hoping that it would. But uh, it's a good story, right? I mean, it's on film. We can show it to them. We can put it on paper. But, you know, um, at the end, you got to check all the boxes. And I think, you know, that box is an important one. I know the NBA is a copycat league. NFL is a copycat league. I look at what Pitt did this summer. I look at what NC State did this summer. <laughs> I kind of feel like people saw what you did and were like, maybe we can do that too. I mean, I think I was doing this at East Tennessee State, you know, and it's interesting. Um, my boy Mike Young, he made a comment one time. <laughs> I knew what he was saying, and a lot of people in East Tennessee State got mad. He was talking about when um, Coach Paris went to Chattanooga, he was trying to build it the right way, you know, with high school players. Okay, well, that didn't work so well. And so, you know, the next year he had like 10 transfers, you know, and then they kept – they got going. And 
Um, so I've seen it kind of happen. I don't know. I, I mean, I like those guys are good friends. Um, you, you don't know. You know, you try to go out and get the best players that you can get. And uh, but it all comes down to they got you got to have chemistry too, and you got to do all those things that make those pieces fit. But um, I mean, the transfer portal is going to be a viable recruiting option for everybody here moving forward. You know, it's not the first thing that you do. You try to go get the best high school players in the fall and maybe some guys in the spring that are still available. Like, we got a really good one late, Bobby Clintman, uh, 6'9 kid. He signed early with Maryland. There was a coaching change, and we get him late. He's a really good player. He'll play a lot as a freshman. But then after that, what do you do? Well, you know, we didn't used to have anything, especially at Wake. I can't go to the, I can't go to the junior colleges and get players. And so um, – Transfer portal's there. Now, it's still not easy at Wake because, let's just be honest, we don't just take any credit that you take at some other school. And so you got you got that issue too. And so it's slippery in there. And there's a lot of guys I've had to walk away from I'd like to have that we just couldn't do it academically. But, um, yeah, good for those guys if, if they can improve the roster because improving the roster improves the league. Yeah. Well, and I think a little bit of it is like, like we talked about when you got hired there was sort of the ACC way of doing things was yeah. to do it with freshmen. Right. And then the game is changing. Right. We're all, I mean, everybody's changing, not just the ACC. You, I think in a certain sense, what you guys did last year and the success that Alondis had to a certain extent, the success that you guys had, made it easier for other guys to say, hey, look at them. Look what they did. And they did it at Wake for, and with all the hurdles that you just talked about. So it, it, I think it's probably a more a sign of the change in the game than anything. I think so. I think it's hard for the fans I think, you know, the fans have that mentality that you just said that, hey, I want to see these guys for four years, and I want – well, I do too, but, hey, that ain't the world we live in, bud. You know, and so the, the difference between football and basketball is, to me, is football players have to stay for three years. Basketball players have tons of options, like overtime league, G League Ignite, overseas, college, one and done. And so the, there's going to be roster fluctuation – every year from here on out in basketball. Some of these other sports probably aren't going to see it like we're going to see it because of the options that are available to these guys, especially now if they can go out of high school here coming pretty soon, it's going to get even more topsy-turvy. Yeah, no, no question about it. Let me ask you this. As a guy who was on the wrong side of the bubble last year, Yeah. the talk now is, is are we going to expand the tournament, whether it's adding first four games or a whole weekend, yeah. but you're also a basketball guy. Deep down, I, I, I'm sensing mixed emotions here. I mean, yeah, if you'd asked me this last year on, in March, I'd have said, hey, explain that thing to 90, right? I mean, because, you know, here's the problem for coaches. We're all judged on that, you know, and so, like, football coaches, there's, when I grew up, there was 10 bowl games, now there's 100. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but you say you could sell that to, and we went to a bowl game. You know, for us, it's, you know, 64 teams, or whatever it is, eight, that, that's it. And so it's hard. You know, and you're ju- and you're you're judged on that, and so as a coach, you want to help other coaches. I I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. You know, um, how that looks, I don't know. I'm not that smart um, to figure that out, but um, I know this, uh, and I think you guys saw us play enough to know we were we could have won games in the NCAA tournament. All right, we just didn't get in. And and the the frustrating thing about the, the that criteria is basically the committee just chooses each year what they choose to look at. They can say what they want to say. But I've, I, I've been in that those meetings with those guys, and they just pick and choose. Like, we didn't get a quad one win for beating Carolina. Like, seriously? Like, we didn't get a quad one win for winning at Virginia. Come on, man. So, 
I ain't buying all those metric things. I mean, sometimes it's just about just what you see. I'm from the show me state anyway when it comes to recruiting. I'm from Iowa, but I always tell them I'm from the show me state. I don't care what you ranked. I want to see what you can do. I mean, yeah, it was frustrating. And basically what, what I was told in the end, we just didn't win the right games, right. whatever that means. You know, we, it's not total because we won 13 ACC games and only another, one other team in the history of Wake Forest has ever done that. You know, now granted, they were that was 16 games, 13 and 3, Tim Duncan. But still, 13 wins, I mean, if you would have told me that we were going to win 13 games and not make the tournament, I said, there's no possible way. I was thinking the last time Wake went, they were 9 and 9. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. And that's why I came to the league, so I didn't have to go to Selection Sunday being 29 and 4 and not making it. Because my last year at East Tennessee yeah. State, we were 29 and 4 going into um, Asheville, and they said, well, you got to win the tournament. I'm like, what the heck? We beat LSU by 23. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right. You know, so kind of the same deal. Love that team, though. Yeah, that was, was a good a team. team. They were fun. I liked LeBron with me. Yeah. First year. <laughs> Woo! All right. Go Mule Riders. Go, hey, I call them Mule Doggies. Mule Doggies. Yeah. Thank, all right. Good to see you. Always a pleasure. Nah, pleasure. All right. Take care.